America. This is Matt Craig broadcasting another episode of X-Ross Live. Today's segment is Champions of Food. Today's champion is Rhonda Troyer from Worthington Christian Village out of Worthington, Ohio. Rhonda's been in the food service world for eight years. Rhonda, thank you for being a guest on the show. Um, how are things in Worthington? Oh, they're great, actually. Um, uh, we care about our residents. We love our residents, and it's a fun place to work. Awesome, awesome, and I know. So we're in Columbus, Ohio. We're just down the street from you. It's another beautiful day. The summer's been actually really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to, being able to enjoy enjoy some nice weather and um, with everything. So, you let us know ahead of time that you are the chop champion of Ohio. I'm not 100 percent sure what that means. Can you run us down what that means? <laughs> sure. Um, I, I did a competition for the Ohio State Fair. Uh, two years ago, and uh, the top competition was we had, there were um, actually 30 contestants. Uh, some of them were chefs, some of them were just homemakers that uh, went into this competition. Um, there were two rounds. The first round, they brought out uh, two mystery ingredients, and uh, we had to come up with something with those two ingredients and 10 ingredients that we took of our own uh, to come up with an appetizer. Uh, the second round, if you were able to make it through that, and I was, um, they brought out two ingredients and you were allowed to use from your 10 ingredients. Again, you got 30 minutes to make an entree. And uh, so it was an exciting thing, not knowing what you're going to get and that kind of thing. But I did win that competition that year. That's awesome. So what was um, what were the secret ingredients and what did you make? So the first year uh, or the, the first um, part of the competition, uh, they brought out deep fried vegetables that had been sitting in the cooler for probably 24 hours. <laughs> hmm. Uh lemonade shake like you would get at the fair and and um uh flank steak uh which i was extremely excited about the flank steak that's something that i cook a lot of and it's always like one of my go-to steaks because it's easy and you can put it on salads or eat it just as it is so what i made out of that was um i made a soup um uh, out of the the vegetables and I kind of made them into a crouton if you will but the soup was a, a creamy uh, lime because one of the ingredients I had was lime mm-hmm. um, uh, it was a creamy lime soup with a little bit of cilantro in it, and the vegetables I crisped back up and made them for a crouton and then I made a flank steak um, uh, marinating in pesto um, a lime cilantro pesto that I had, and I put a peach salsa on top of that. And I had extra time, so I went ahead and made a, a salad for the side. It had uh, peaches, strawberries, tomatoes, and made a salad dressing, put it on top. Oh, so wow. That was my whole, whole meal that I had. I had a half hour to do, so... <laughs> Sorry, it's only 9.30 in the morning and I'm ready for lunch just listening to you talk about that. <laughs> Over you. here drooling. Um, so one of the things we like to do um, with this is Craig likes to, we want to paint a picture um, of everything that you do from your day to day. So I'm going to turn this over to him and he's going to run you through just a couple questions. Okay. Hey, Rhonda. Okay. Yeah. Hey. It would probably take 
me about 30 minutes, I think, to whip together a uh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And if you're going to ask me to cut it in half, then definitely 30 minutes. So that's uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Three a full course meal uh, in 30 minutes. That has to add a add a little bit of a wild card to that. But um, to get things kicked off here. Um, an icebreaker is we ask all of our champions, um, what is your favorite meal? Well, my favorite meal, I'm a meat eater. So my favorite meal is definitely a ribeye steak. Um, you know, it's something that'll satisfy you. It's something that's, uh, just juicy and yeah, ribeye steak with a nice salad. Um, I, I don't buy salad dressings. I make everything by scratch. So one of my favorite salads would, would have apples in it with uh, an apple and Dijon vinaigrette. That's one of my go-tos. And, um, you know, just maybe a, a baked potato or like a rice pilaf for the side. That would be something that if I'm super hungry, that's what I want. Hmm. That sounds very, very good. um yeah that sounds really good the details the ingredients you're getting us over here Rhonda um (laughs) I love food (laughs) you don't know that (laughs) um so another thing that that we do is uh we want the audience to kind of understand the impact that um our champions are having in their community or at their facilities and to do that we we try to quantify um the workload that you're doing uh so I have down here that daily you provide 150 meals. Um, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do some math here uh, and turn things back over to Matt in the meantime, but I'm going to get some calculations to kind of quantify and extrapolate that out to see, you know, daily, weekly, yearly, and then even uh, across your career, we've got eight years down um, in food service. Okay. Is that correct? Correct. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, give me a, give me a few moments here. I'm going to turn it over to Matt and then I'll be back. That's 150 meals per meal. So like daily, we're actually doing 450. Gotcha. So breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay. Perfect. That is very relevant. Thank you. Okay. All right. So while Craig's putting that together, um, do you mind giving us and the listeners just kind of a bird's eye view into what a typical day looks like for you, Rhonda? So I generally come in in the morning about six o'clock seven o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm, to be honest, I do not cook as much anymore. I'm more management director, making sure everything's running correctly. But, uh, the first thing that I would do is check on my staff and see if they need anything from me. If they're running behind, I'll step in and help them cook or get something ready for an event of that nature. Um, then I'm going to be, I would look at inventory, um, to see what we need. If I need to order anything, Um, Then I would go out and I would talk to my breakfast people that are coming in and see how things are going for them. Um, I always do a little chat with them every morning. I think it's important for, especially now with the COVID-19, to to check on them and make sure that they're uh, mentally doing well. And and I might tell them a little funny that might have happened or tell them a little joke. or tell them something that's going on in my life that they may enjoy hearing about me and my grandson or, or some of the crafts that I like to do outside of work. So um, I, I do that throughout the day, but I, I make it a point in the mornings because they're they're mentally sharp in the mornings. And um, then again, I'm, I'm for me, I'm constantly checking with, with my staff. I'm constantly um, looking to see where maybe we can have improvements 
um, and I'm talking to residents about our food to see if our quality is up to snuff and, um, you know, sometimes I'll jump in and do dishes, whatever needs to be done. Um, and then I'll, then I concentrate on the real work is, which is scheduling and, and ordering and things of that nature. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's, uh, it's, it's an all day thing. Um, and it, it also, is. it also sounds like you're, you know, very close with your staff. Um, how, how many, uh, direct staff members do you have there? Uh, at this moment, I have 33, and yes, we're very close. Um, when I hire someone, I always tell them, welcome to the family. And and I mean that. Um, you know, I treat them like family. Um, um, I'm there to listen to their worries that are outside of work, and I'm here for when they need something at work. And, and everybody chips in, and we're, we're definitely a good team. Excellent. Yeah. Um just to, to serve all the meals that you just talked about, um, you have to kind of have to work together. So, but thank God for calculators. I think Craig's back with some of the numbers, and I think I'm gonna let him run those run those by you. And share yeah. your impact. Yep. Okay, Rhonda, you ready? Um, so, I, have you ever done this before, where you just kind of extrapolate it out and, and take a bird's I eye view? I have it. It's kind of interesting. Okay. I'm I'm wondering how we do. So, uh, 450 meals a day. Um, in a week, that's 3,150 meals served. In a year, that's going to equate to 163,800 meals served a day. And in your eight-year career, uh, at 450 meals a day, it is 1,310,400 meals served. So uh, congratulations, Ooh. Rhonda. Um, you are a part of what we call the Two Comma Club. Uh, anytime you take over a million meals, uh, that gets you that status because that is a crap ton of food. Um, and you are well over it, um, well over it. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and for our listeners too, to to kind of put this in a more tangible thing to understand just how much food that is as well. Uh, if Rhonda has would have been feeding you um, these this amount of meals over the course of your life, you would have to live. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'll bet. Um, you would have to live 1,197 years to eat all of that food. Uh, and that's really old. We had, we had someone on, uh, just the other day. Um, Yoda is 900 years old, according to the star Wars and you're well over that. So you would have wow. overfed even the great Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very honored. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, so now that everyone kind of understands, uh, what Rhonda's accomplishing here with her staff, uh, Matt's going to take you through some additional questions. Um, and I'll tune in, uh, your chime in a little bit later. That's incredible, Rhonda. That's, I mean, it just, it puts the, it puts everything I think into perspective when you look at it that way. And it's just, um, one of those things that I don't think the general public really understands. Um, so that's kind of to segue into my next question. On top of this and the impact that you're doing, is there anything that you wish maybe you know, the general public understood about your job and then food service in general? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think the, the public realizes, you know, in order for a kitchen to run smoothly, um, it's, it's not only just teaching somebody how to cook something. You know, even in your fast foods, it's it's so important to train for for food safety and to make sure that everything is being done correctly. And in my environment, it's definitely 
on our top priority to make sure it's safe because of our residents being the age that they are and having underlying um, conditions and, you know, cleanliness, timing of your prep, all of that goes into the plate that's going to be put in front of you. And it, it takes much more than one cook dishing out a, a bowl of pasta to, to make it run right. And, um, you know, everybody's a watchdog here at this, this establishment. I use my people as watchdogs because I can't see 100%. And, and um, when you go out and do your fine dining or, or just go to a Denny's or someplace like that, there's a lot of work behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so my next question is, and I know it, it might be hard to look, look kind of inward on this, but, um, what's the most rewarding part of your day? Oh, um, when residents tell me that, uh, this was really exceptional or, um, if I can give them something that they've never had before and they like it, or even if I've given them something from their childhood and it takes them back to good memories, that to me is the ultimate reward for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things we're starting to see and like that, you know, I want to reiterate this. I think it's, it's so unique to food, food, I mean, food with me even is just so, it's so closely associated to memories and, um, if you're able to do that, especially at the way that you're doing it, just the meals that you were describing to Craig and I over the, you know, over the phone was making my mouth water. So I, I have to assume your residents are in, in, in good hands. I hope so. I hope so. We try very hard here and we've had some very unusual things on our menu, uh, to take them back to their childhood. And, um, uh, we've had frog legs. I had rabbit on my menu for uh, last winter, and they absolutely loved it. And so I'm I'm glad to do things like that for them. Oh wow! Yeah, something uh, a unique. Um, so a unique answer that you had on this was, uh, and I haven't heard this yet, was that you try to get them to try something they've never had. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool, and I imagine that that might be quite the task too, especially someone really dug in at that point in their life with what they eat and how they like it and what they want to, to get them something new. That's really cool. And it probably keeps the day kind of fun for you guys as well. It does. And it's a good teaching tool for, for my cooks that have, you know, you know, to broaden their horizons as well. But, Hmm. um, my residents here have come to know me very well and they expect the unusual they have no idea what they're going to get sometimes <laughs> but they do try it and i do i i appreciate their feedback well on it. when you've got the chop champion you better take advantage <laughs> of it so I, that makes complete sense to me um but just yeah. kind of touching on a piece of that answer you were talking about your staff um so it you said there's 30 30 something 33 of you guys um and mm-hmm. 450 meals a day is no joke, so that's a lot of food. Um, can you touch on kind of how close you are with your staff and um, how you guys have to, I don't know, really be in sync to accomplish that every day? Right. Um, you know, I have uh, three main cooks at the moment, and then I have a, a salad bar dessert person. Um, those are the ones that I usually kind of get together with on a daily basis and go over and see if they have any questions or anything like that. Um, then we have all of our servers. A lot of my servers are high school kids, a few college kids, 
and a few adults and you know they look at to me and they look to me as a mom mm-hmm. so you know i'm i'm trying to get them to make good choices throughout their lives and they're great kids they have great morals but um with with today's young kids it's hard it's easy to get into those bad vibes so i become a mother figure to them while teaching them good habits for work and um you know it's a, it's a wonderful feeling when when i've had past workers call me and say this was the best experience i've ever had thank you so much for doing what you've done and to me it's it's just it just warms me and all of my staff i treat like that and 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 i think that also in return they they give it back too my cooks are my more mature um adults in the in the kitchen they will also now help the young kids and and not just if they see that they're doing something wrong they don't jump at them mm-hmm. they actually will put them aside and teach them the right way instead that's of great. just jumping at them so that's really awesome yeah it's it's funny how uh acts of service on the front end of it you know it, you're doing something for from for somebody else but then on the back end just really how awesome um that feels and so it's almost full circle you know uh it's, it's an in- interesting concept but that's really that's a really cool dynamic you have out there um and the residents know that too. I mean, mm-hmm. they see it; it reflects, and um, you know, it just makes us a happy, happier family that way. That's great. Um, and so, moving on to our last question of the day, Rhonda, um, you can take a second to think about this too, if you need. Uh, but if you had to pick one, what is one memory in food service that you'll never forget? Oh, you know, I have so so many. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to, I'm going to say, um, it wasn't here where I was at, but it was, uh, at a company that I was with and I was looking to advance. I was just a lead cook and the chef that was, uh, training me or uh, interviewing me, uh, put me through a long interview process. He, he asked me a lot of questions for about an hour and then took me into the kitchen and he wanted to know how I was going to cut a fish and how I was going to cut vegetables and, and a chicken and and I had to do it around his whole staff so it was very intimidating hmm. so after I was done uh, he sat me down and I have no culinary training except for my childhood and and what I've done on my own at that point and he looked at me and he said you're at least a sous chef level but you're probably more of a chef and I mean, for me, it was like a, a, just a wonderful moment. And he's been such a mentor to me throughout that whole process. And within a year's time, he promoted me to a head chef and, um, you know, believed in me when I didn't really even know what I had inside of me. So it was a wonderful thing. That's really awesome. Yeah, sometimes that's all it really takes, you know, is some some words like that from someone, someone else to believe in you, you start believing in yourself, it becomes contagious. And, uh, yes. and then you're a chopped champion and, um, <laughs> and the rest is history. Um, but thank you for sharing that. Um, that's, I think that's something everyone's going to be able to kind of connect with, um, out in, out there. And, 
uh, just want to say thank you. Uh, that is kind of all we have for today's episode. Um, so again, thank you, Rhonda, for everything that you're doing um, for your community and for your facility. I'm going to turn it over here to Matt to allow him to, to say thanks as well. Um, but it was great talking to you. Thank you very much. Yep, Rhonda, thanks. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, having met you in person, I I think you know you back up everything that we just talked about today, um, and I'm really excited to you know continue to hear about your staff as you move them, um, kind of move them through because just as you told that story about your mentor, it sounds like you're, and even maybe beyond what you know, you're probably a mentor to a lot of people in this community as well, um, which is exciting. And I, I'm so excited for your story to be, be told and be heard. And, um, but most importantly, just thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It. Thank you. You guys need to stop in for lunch or dinner sometime. Oh, that'd be, <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, I'll take some ribeye. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your time.